0: So we're happy to have on Urantia Radio, the podcast, Diane Lebrecht, uh, who is joining us. And we're going to talk about a lot of things, but chief among them, uh, the, the the Jesus of the Bible and the Jesus of the Urantia book and how these two are coalesced. And also, we're going to talk about a very important book that I've not ever, ever mentioned before. And in my conversations with Diane, uh, she mentioned to me Dwayne Faw's Paramony. And the Paramony was a book that was published a long time ago, and it is the work of Dwayne, where he, he is able to cross-reference all of the statements in the Arantia book to uh, correlated statements that are found in the Old and New Testament, so both of the Testaments. And it's a remarkable achievement when you think about the fact that one man was able to take literally almost, I won't say almost, but Uh, a tremendous percentage of the Orangia book and find corollary statements that back up the Orangia book or at least give source. And and, and I think Diane will have a much better time explaining this. But it is pretty profound. A little background on Diane. Uh, She is uh, a a Canadian. She was born, raised Christian in Quebec. Uh, She is a highly successful... Uh, fashion designer, also a business manager. She has what what I find interesting when I look over her her vitals or her curricula vitae or her resume, uh she is very instrumental. If you ever read Malcolm Gladwell's what is it called the connection or something like that. She's a connector. She uh is very involved in so many different ways with the Orange Book and the Orangia movement, and it was truly Truly, truly, a wonderful experience. She called me not long before the Jubilee of Jubilee celebration that she and uh, Dr., uh, Brother jo, uh, Joshua, uh, who's been on this program, uh, formulated back when we were celebrating. And we and she invited me to be a part of that Zoom conference, the global conference. And in doing so, I got a chance to, to get to know her and her story. Is just. It's incredible. So she joins us now, and I want to expound on her knowledge of the Arantia movement, uh, her current involvement, what she is doing with the Arantia Association, and there's just so much more that we can cover. So, Diane, first of all, I want to thank God for bringing you into my life uh, <laughs> and inspiring me, and it's so good to have you here. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Jim, and I thank God for bringing you in my life, too, because the connection is just excellent and it was meant to be because as you said two months ago we didn't even know two or three months ago we did not know of one another and now look we're doing something together on your podcast program and it's going to be excellent for your audience they're going to be in for treats. so i'm very very happy and thank you to invite me on your uh, program
0: well it's a pleasure and an honor and as we go through uh, we'll share some of the uh, events in your life that brought you to where you are today, and also some questions I might have about some of the conferences that you attended. But I want to start off with a sort of a non answer question. Uh, and it, it was spurned, I started reading this book uh, this morning about the rise of totalitarianism uh, in the world today because of events that have concurred. Do you get a sense that we are facing a crisis moment in the world like in your interpretation uh with or connected to the orange book or not what do you sense is the what's the temperature in the room of humanity right now are we are we heading towards a a peak moment where we're all going to have to really decide what we're going to do or is this just part of the ebb and flow of, of human evolution what's your take on the situation of the world today
1: By far, I would say that it is not just the ebb and flow. It's actually we're being tested, we're being brought to the, um, how should we say, to the precipice to make a choice, a personal choice. And I think that, uh, just like I've been saying for the past five, six years, it's a spiritual situation. It's way beyond politics, Jim, to me. Again, this is only my personal opinion, you asked me, so I'm telling you frankly I think that it is way beyond, it's not even a question of, I'm in Canada, so it's not a question of liberal or conservative or uh, Democrats or Republicans or so on and so forth. To me, it's a battle a spiritual battle. It's a battle between light and darkness, good and evil. A lot of truth is coming out. There seems to be, not there seems to be, I'm sorry, there is a great cleansing happening around the whole planet, and people are waking up. It's almost like we're coming out of a slumber, like waking up, wow, where have I been, you know? And now we're being challenged. To make our own research, to find out the truth. And when I say the truth, I mean not the little human truth, which is partial, capital T, the spirit of truth, which is Jesus minus his body. And so we need to find the truth because we are into a transition period, a major planetary transition period that will help us to go into a wonderful era. But before that, it's almost like when you haven't... uh, uh, Inhabited your house for a long time and there's all kinds of stuff that collected and before you go and uh, re-inhabit your world, you have to do a cleansing. And so while you cleanse, you do, you see all the, the problems, uh, uh, you know, all the stuff that needs to go. We need to grow and rise to a new level of uh, brotherhood together, and we're going to do it together, otherwise we're not going to do it. So it calls upon love, love of our brothers, like Jesus taught us, do unto others what you would have them do unto you. Love one another like I have loved you. So we need to not only know about his teachings, but we need, we are called now to put more to put them more than ever before into practice so that we can see this new uh, transition that we're going through it's not the to me in my mind it's not the end of the world it's the end of a world and the beginning of a new world and what is so beautiful is while we are seeing all the uh, all the stuff you know that's going on around the planet what is unknown to a lot of people is that there's something fabulous that's been uh, birthing you know and it's becoming more and more and more known to the public it's the same as the uh, when i was there at the very beginning of the organic movement i remember when i introduced uh, i was also in the naturopathic field when i introduced organic food to the supermarkets the, uh, the the directors would look at me and say, "What are you crazy? What do you mean organic food?" <laughs> and today, there's even you go to a a little grocery store at the street corner, and they always have a few organic products because they're good sellers. You know, you go to the grocery store, to the supermarket, they have aisles of products. But when we began, we were the trailblazers, and people laughed at us, ridiculed us, and today it's all over the planet people know of the importance of feeding our body we are the temple of god and the temple deserves to be treated properly and that is real food food authentic food healthy food so that we can have a sane mind to work with a sane body a healthy body and uh that's what it is so now it's happening worldwide and it's a spiritual battle it's a battle of values spiritual values are we going to go down as we are going you know values are going down 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 or we are going to pick it up and go up again so if you look around there's an extraordinary movement going uh of people wanting to know the truth wanting a better world and i love to see that there's a lot of hope that's uh looking at us right in the face
0: you know the the Uh, interesting that you say. I I agree with you. I think the people, the average person on the street uh, wants answers, meaningful answers to their life. We've been reduced to, you know, a cog in the wheel. I'll give you a good example. You know, over the weekend, my wife and I went to a movie and nowadays when you go to a movie theater, they have you pick your seats. You know, you have to look on the screen while you're getting your tickets and they have you pick your seats. Now, uh what always ends up happening is you you go into the theater and you can't see the seat numbers and somebody might be sitting in your seat whatever it is and it becomes confusing because you now you have a you've been assigned a destination you've been assigned a number and and it's the same with water compliance officers when they drive you know you can only water your it's all it's almost as we're all being reduced to nothing more than what what is termed the atomized human we're nothing more than a particle and and we're nothing more than a digit. And and there's this this ensuing philosophy now that we're all just individuals that need to be controlled, so that you know we can we can geoengineer harmony, uh, you know harmonious relationships. And there are people who are in charge who believe that human beings can be controlled and managed as if as if again they're just particles, nothing more than arithmetic. And it's interesting because in paper 195, it talks about the mechanistic viewpoint versus the spiritual viewpoint. And right now, science seems to be leading the way in mechanistic uh, viewpoints, mechanism, scientism, which asserts that there is no God, that there is no Jesus, there is no religion, that all those things are just mere constructs. And so science has inadvertently declared war on spiritualism or spirituality, religion, faith. This is the age of reason. This is not the age of we, we broke from the church. And when we broke that during the Enlightenment, we, we declared that we are gods. Do you not mm-hmm. see that this is the prevalent message that's coming not only from the media, but it's in our schools, it's in our government, it's in our industry? That's that's frightening to me. Does, does that ever... You see with the pressure that we're up against, we have to push back against that. And I think the Arantia book offers a viable solution because it is rooted in the scientific, not the scientific method, but it it includes science. It merges science. It bridges the monolithic view to a stereoscopic view of humanity when you put the spirit back in man. Uh, And I just I've grown more concerned about that ideological struggle. And I wanted to get your opinion on how do you remain so optimistic, which it sounds like you're just so terrifically optimistic every time I speak to you. You're just full of joy. (laughs) And I think, man, I thought Canada was in prison. I thought Canada was a prison right now. How is this woman so happy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what you're saying is true. The beauty, and that is when Jesus says... The truth shall set you free. It is setting us free, Jim. And what's happening is that the great after, the great cleansing, the planetary great cleansing that has been processed, we are in the process, whether people are conscious of it or not. It is happening. After this is done, it's going to be heaven on earth. Before that, Unfortunately, there's that phase that when you clean your house, you don't like to see all this <laughs> stuff, you know, and you go like, oh, my yeah. God, bring me the garbage bag. Spring I want cleaning. that in the bag. Yeah. Yes, we're cleaning. But after that, it's pick and span. And the beauty is that I was blessed that Jesus, even before I knew the name Urantia or the Urantia book or the existence of any of that um, or the anyone in the Urantia movement, um, I was blessed to... To be taken up to heaven, it was not the first time in my life, but that time, it was the major time. And as I told my mother before she died, who was always scared of dying, I come from a family of 12, and I remember my mom telling us all the time, Oh, don't tell me, kids, children, don't tell me about death. I don't want it. I'm so scared. And after that extraordinary experience that uh, Jesus blessed me uh, to to live as first-hand personal spiritual experience I told her I said mom you just wait and see oh it is so beautiful there's no human words to describe it and the beauty is that God wins so we may be in a dark period where it looks like that mechanistic and that you know, that stuff that is going on. But the sad thing is that we have a big, big responsibility, and that is um, we slept for a long time, if you know what I mean, a lot. Even myself, I consider myself being an artist by nature. I was a high fashion designer, and then uh, I worked in the field of health. But I always thought myself to be apolitical. I wanted to know nothing about politics, like so many people. And because of that, well, like they say, you know, when the cat is not there, the mice laugh. So because we were all sleeping, you know, with a nice drink and a nice cigarette and a nice party and a nice dance and a nice this and that, there were other people that had other agendas and they had no opposition. They must have been laughing like crazy, choking as they were laughing, saying, wow, we're not even getting opposition. But now people are waking up and realizing that it is our responsibility we get the world that we deserve we get the society that we deserve we get the governments that we deserve but we need to wake up and take responsibility and stop saying oh no no i want nothing to know about this you know i leave it to them you know and to have blind faith no more blind faith for me as far as i know i trust it's my innate in my nature but i trust with my eyes open now we have been given intelligence, we must use it, you know, we deserve the effort that we make, we put into it. So now it's nice because a lot of people around the world and I've been watching it over the planet and it's incredible to see uh, even though in the mainstream media we don't see all the beautiful changes that are happening, they are there. You just need to know to be connected, to know where to look. And like Jesus says again, ask and you shall receive. And when you ask, sometimes you're amazed at the speed that you get the answer because he doesn't waste time.
0: Yeah, you and know? the other thing is if so you're going to ask, when be prepared. When you ask,
1: it goes fast and you yeah. go, uh, really? And, you know, you realize the seriousness of his teachings when he says, ask, but if you didn't ask, don't complain that you didn't know. You never asked me, but, yeah. you know, it's like a child. If the child asks, mommy, daddy, can I do this? But if the child doesn't ask, the parent doesn't have to say it ahead of time. They wait until the child asks. So we need to do, we have a responsibility as a humanity. We are all children of God. And if we are all children of God, that means we are automatically brothers and sisters in spirit. And so we must treat our brothers and sisters just like my parents As part of a family of 12, they taught us well. They taught us, educated us into treating one another with love, with acceptance. Naturally, there were little arguments at times, and after that we would giggle and laugh how stupid it was. But what I mean is that the the foundation of it, was love. I grew up in a family of love, and I know what it is. It was like a little manufacturer, you know, a little industry, and it had to move and all this, but at the same time, just multiply that. In some amount of time, the planet is like that. We are one big family, and what one does to hurt humanity, hurts a lot of humanity but what one does of good to humanity affects, it's like the butterfly effect and so it is much more serious than we think but now the time has come because before it was not ready for that now communications are in, you know, they're planetary I remember traveling around the world somewhere and it was very expensive to call home or to call someone, then Now you go in any country, you connect with communications that you choose, Skype or whatever, WhatsApp. It's free. You can do video. It's unbelievable how easy it is. And so now the time has come for this major cleansing, this major change to happen. And the Rancher Book, which has been here for about, you know, roughly uh, 75 years published but roughly a hundred years that it was revealed to humanity um, now it's time for people to know about that, and this is why, as we were talking, you and I last week, I told you, I mentioned, I think, that it would be extraordinary to explain about the paramony, by the way, the word paramony means the parallel and the harmony between the Bible and the Rancher Book, because we know that there's a third of the planet, there's two and a half billion, naturally I'm making rough uh, uh, general numbers, I'm not going to say two billion, four hundred million and so. But generally speaking, two and a half billion Christians around the world, Jesus is known on the planet, whichever religion it is, he is known. And so I think it would be, not would, I think it is most crucially important to inform Christians around the world that this book called uh, the Revelation, the 50 epochal revelation called uh, the Urantia book, has a third of the book okay which is the life and teachings of jesus is 777 pages and it is extraordinary because it recounts us to me it's the most beautiful love story on the planet if i had a, a child again it would be the bedtime story to my my beloved child because how oh, you 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 cannot help but Become, not fall in love. You don't fall. You become or you come to be in love with Jesus. You discover Jesus year by year before his bestowal on earth. And then after that, uh, birth. And then year one, two, three, four, five. And the beauty, Jim, is that it is completely in line with the Bible. And yesterday, this weekend, as I was making more uh, searches for our, this interview, I realized I had a flash in my mind, and it I realized, to me, I've all, I was raised Christian, so I loved the Bible, I was very uh, much in love with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and all this, and uh, we learned it at school, and so on and so forth. And so I realized that, to me, with the Rancher book now, and with this in-depth story of the life and teachings of Jesus, it's almost like uh, as an analogy okay it's it's almost like when you start to go to school you go to elementary and uh, uh, secondary level and all that and one of the matters you learn is uh, mathematics So you learn mathematics and this and that, and you're happy. But then you grow up, you mature, you go to a college or straight to university, and then you enroll uh, to become a mathematician because you love it so much. So naturally you're going to learn more mathematics because you're specializing in that field and you've also gone to a new level of school. So the Urantia book is like that. It's... It's the perfect marriage with the Bible and all that you can learn in the Bible, especially the New Testament, about Jesus and his life and teachings. When you dare give it a chance and read uh, the Rancher book, and especially part four, especially dedicated to telling us the true life story of the birth of Jesus, his human life, and then his personal ministry, and then uh, public ministry, you discover that it is so wonderful. So this man that you named earlier, Jim, uh, uh, Dwayne Fah. I thank God that I was blessed to meet him before he left us. He left this world a few years ago, but I met him in the, in the uh, 90s, 1990s. And as soon as I met him, it was like my grandfather. It was I loved him so much, and his wife Lucille as well. And he wrote this book, and at the time, it was not done with. Uh, Uh, electronics like today you can compose so fast. He did it all by hand, and he knew the Bible inside out. Dwayne Faw was a brigadier general and also an attorney. He taught law. He was a law professor at Pepperdine University in California, so it's not to say the least. And I was even told that by friends of his uh, that generals, in the army used him for advice you know and all that he fought three wars right? the second world war the vietnam war the I korean did not know war
0: that. interesting
1: Yes, he was a fascinating man. I'm so happy I met him in person. Well, hold on, when hold on.
0: I want to me- just ask this a couple of questions because you're like a wind-up. If I don't stop you, <laughs> I may, I may <laughs> lose <sorry>. the opportunity. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Jeff. laughs> no, no, quite all right. It's, uh, it's just informative. But I, I don't want to miss some key points here. You, you mentioned two things that are spectacular. One is that Dwayne Fah knew the Bible back and forth. Uh, he he would not have been able to do the paramony had he not had that knowledge of the Bible. So I assume... exactly. So therein lies a a deeper point, which is here is a man who is a a theologian. He understands the Bible. He probably knows more about the Bible than most. Many people, many Christians would say to you that the Bible is the final word and expression of God. And, And having adopted that philosophy... They are resistant to the Urantia book because they feel that the Urantia book may be deceptive or that it may be the work yeah. of, of evil forces, whatever whatever yeah. they can say. But yet you have this example of a, of a professor at a very prestigious school. I, I've sat on the lawn at Pepperdine overlooking Malibu. It's a beautiful, beautiful, one of the most beautiful campuses. Um, and he also was a devout Urantia book reader. He could yes. not have been able to do the parimony unless he had all of the knowledge that he needed of both the Bible and the Arantia book. So, do you have any insight as to what convinced uh, Dr. Faw or General Faw or Duane? What convinced him? Of,
1: General Faw, yeah, yes. What convinced uh, yes.
0: him of the authenticity of the Arantia book? What was it that convinced him this is the real deal?
1: You know, Jim, there comes a time in one's life when the hand of God moves along and we don't have a choice to make in the sense that if we are really connected with the divine in each and every one of us, by the way, it works. It's, it's, it's like by osmosis. And so that's what happened. He was an absolute, he was teaching the Bible. He loved the Bible. He's a, he was such a religious man and all that. So It's not a coincidence, Jim, that he knew the Bible so well to the point of teaching it. And then he found the Rancher book. If someone wants to know the story of Duane for how he found the Rancher book, there's a beautiful website called Square Circles. And uh, Saskia and her team, they have an extraordinary website where you can find the story of uh, Dwayne Fa how he found the Rancher book. And it is fascinating because, again, like I repeat, the hand of God puts you on the path of finding it unbeknownst to you. And then you just think even him at the beginning he thought like he doubted and he left it there aside and it's only after that he picked it up again and started to look at it and became totally convinced so much so that after having read the part four of the life and teachings of jesus he was simply inspired inspired in inside inspired the spirit the spirit inside him inspired inspired him or guided him to write his paramony. And at the time, imagine when he did all that work by hand at the bottom of his, uh, the cover of the book, the hardcover book, it's, he wrote, it's the Bible reader's key to the ranch book. The paramony and it's the Urantia book reader's key to the Bible Which because is it's, it's, he created a parallel and a harmony between the two so that people he did that to help people. He knew that the Urantia book would find, would come to its day when it was, you know, when Jesus said, My hour has come. So the hour is coming for the Urantia book to become known all over the world. I'm telling you and I'm on the verge of tears at this Man. at the every time it is so beautiful. And so at the time it had fifteen thousand cross references between the Bible and the the Urantia book. And today it has been with the advance of technology and all that, people can find it in two different ways they can find it on amazon paramony p a r a m o n y the parallel and the harmony and today get do you know how many cross references there are from 15000 it is and then 25000 now today there are more than 60 six zero, 60 60 thousand cross-references between readers of the Urantia book who want to verify, does the, does the Bible talk about that? Yeah, okay. You go there, you go in the paramony, you find it. People who read the Bible, like uh, Dwayne Farr was a, a reader of the Bible, okay, an astute reader, uh, you go into uh, the Bible and you find, oh, I wonder if the Urantia book mentions that. And it's a uh, Beautiful, beautiful marriage of the two, and just like uh, uh, when the Urantia book was revealed.
0: So you can find a quote from the Bible and then cross-reference and read. Version. That's it. Oh. That's
1: exactly that. It's expounded so much so that over the weekend I made a research and an uh, in-depth research, and just to give you an example, in the Bible, the name—and that's the King James version that I use—the yeah. name of Jesus is mentioned 942 times, okay, which is quite a lot. In the Urantia book, the name Jesus is mentioned 4,494 <laughs> times.
0: Uh, and, so, that's, and that's just that's not just in the life and teachings of Jesus, but also throughout no, the a, entire book. it's
1: the whole Urantia yeah. book. Yes, because we know he's the son of God. And so they talk about Jesus throughout the whole book. And so all this to say that it is not to diminish or it's not the work of the devil or on the opposite. It's a blessing to humanity. As someone said, you know, humanity being so uh, scientifically minded and all that and being uh, more and more secular needed some help to... Uh, prevent a major catastrophe and so this was revealed to humanity to help humanity not to uh, throw all the past into the garbage and no on the opposite you've been doing wonderful look a third of the planet is christian reading the bible knows about jesus god that stole this and that and resurrection and okay now you're ready just like when a child grows If you just think of babies, uh, you know, when you're young at five, six years old, I remember that I played with one of my sisters and we played dolls and we had our little uh, table set and all this and we would play mommy and all that. And then when I grew up, well, when we both grew up, we both had children and it's a new phase. But it doesn't mean to say that before it was bad or it was less. No, it's a time, it's a coming of age. And the coming of age is that the revelation of the Rancher book to humanity is extraordinary. When it was uh, published in 1955, it revealed things that were not even known in the scientific, in in, uh, geology or different fields, you know, of science that today... They, they've come out and they said, actually, you know what, it's true. Now we have the proof because they have, you know, the um, the, the technology that is more advanced to verify, to double proof, you know, uh, their discoveries. And it goes with what was said in 1955 in the Urantia book. So... It's, it's extraordinary. And, uh, if you want, we could actually just let people know. I have a couple of quotes that I would like to just make a parallel and a harmony between, uh, the Bible and, uh, the Urantia book. Because I hope, I pray God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit that Christian readers of the Bible who want to give it at least a try, you cannot judge something from the fear of the unknown. You have at least, I remember being in a, a, a show one day and someone came to the booth and we had the Bible and we were uh, talking about the Eretria book. And this person said, Oh, that book must be the work of the devil and all that. And we just simply asked the guy, we said, okay, you know the Bible, you love it, and we're happy for you because we love the Bible and we know it too. Now, do you know the Orange book? No, but I don't want to know. And so the answer that we said with love and, and the spirit of brotherhood, well, you know, the best suggestion I could make is if you ever want to give it a try and read it, and then after that come and discuss or write your questions. We could go in depth and help you. And if you still don't like it, good, that's free will. You make your own choice, but at least give it a try. And so it it has happened to a lot of people, even uh, Dwayne Fogg, because he was such a lover of the Bible. He left the Urantia book aside for a few days. And then when he was driven to that again, it just lit him up like on fire. And then God used him to Write this paramony, which to me, if one person wants to spoil themselves and buy, or it's their birthday and they ask for a gift, ha- ask for two books the paramony, the Urantia book, and the paramony with their Bible and the Trinity, the perfect Trinity, read the Bible, read the Urantia book, and use the paramony and compare, and people will see that it's a work of art, it's it's a revelation, it's extraordinary, it makes us mature and grow, and by far, it does not the least put down the Bible on the opposite, it rests on the bible and it encourages people and with the new um, advances that we've made we are in 2022 well we look at it and we go wow is that extraordinary to know the life of jesus in more details and to know each year in when he was one years old two years old three years old what were the major points that happened and uh, This is why I would like to share the comparison with the Urantia book and the Bible, just to encourage people Okay, let's do uh, that.
0: Yeah, as to how much they they can
1: gain. Okay, so, I told you about the name Jesus. If we look at paradise, I'm only going to mention names and words that we are all Bible readers and or, because many of us are Bible readers and Urantia book readers, uh, know from both sides. So, if we look at the word paradise, okay? And it's always a King James Version. So in the Urantia book, it is mentioned, paradise is mentioned 1,534 times. And in the Bible, it's mentioned three times.
0: No, paradise. no way, are you kidding me? The, the word, I'm not. I that's wish amazing I was. To me. Three times? Three so times. what? Uh, Christians don't believe in paradise?
1: No, it's not that. I mean, okay, for me, it's not for me to judge. All I'm saying is I stayed up all night, even the whole weekend. I was up last night at 1 in the morning, woken up, Diane, get up, go look this word, this word, this word. And every time I marvel, I go, oh, my God, can you imagine the benefit that Bible readers will get when they embrace the life and teachings of Jesus and the Urantia book for the ones who will feel uh, inspired to read the whole book because it's in th- in uh, four parts, uh, 1,534 times versus three times in the Bible. So,
0: so that illustrates really, Diane, the scope uh, and the wide scope of narrative of the Urantia book for people who aren't familiar with it. And it is, it is truly a testament. We, we are getting close to that point where I want to kind of draw things to a conclusion. And I do have a couple of real important quick questions I wanted to have you reflect on. One, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary, I know it's hard to believe, since you attended as a keynote speaker, uh, not only at the International Conference of Urantia Book Fellowship, but also what was striking to me is you also attended the World Religions uh, the Parliament yes, of World Parliament. Religions in yeah. Chicago in 93, that same year. And you had people from all the different faiths. And I am sure, just judged on what I think of your personality, I'm sure you had a lot of conversations uh, at that event. <laughs> yes. And so really a two, two-pronged two question. Number one, yeah. was your was your impression, did you run into people who were favorable to the Arantia book? didn't know about it or were resistant to it. What was your general takeaway from people in 1993 about the Urantia book when you attended this World Religions Parliament?
1: There was a booth at the Parliament of World Religions, Jim, and people were very receptive. Naturally, it would be uh, not telling the truth to say that it was only positive. There's always people that from lack of knowledge or from the fear of the unknown, simply not knowing, will have a first reaction of, oh, no, I'm doing fine with my Bible. Thank you very much. But in general, it was just love. There were people who already knew about the Arantia book. And so they were delighted to see that the Arantia book has its own booth and was talking and meeting people and spreading the word. I remember there meeting uh, anyway, I'm not going to go into that story, but uh, it was quite interesting to see the two founders of Google uh, promoting this World Wide web that didn't exist. And <laughs> I remember having a vision. What would that saying, have
0: to do with religion? Why were they showing up? What was Ajit Pai doing at this thing?
1: <laughs> because of communication, it oh, was I see. just. And I remember having a flash and looking up and saying. Oh, my God, this is going to be big. It's going to be planetary. And today we laugh because Triple W is known all over the world. But I remember their table, a very simple table and all this. They were a student, university students and all that. So all this to say the Parliament of World Religions had everyone from every religion yeah. and all that. And the reception of the Urantia book was a big win. It was and a big
0: win. I mean, you really felt that people were open to this. I, I, I still think yeah. that most of the world uh, right now, they, they don't want this book. This book would destroy uh, globalism as we as they know it, not as we know it, because we understand that the era of light and life, is when there's eventual brotherhood among all humanity. But we're a long way from that. I mean, we have so much work to do. Uh, And and there are people like who you mentioned who have a completely different viewpoint of reality, which we touched on earlier. Their version of globalism isn't the same as the most high's version of globalism. You know what I'm saying? In other words, uh, our planetary seraphic government, uh, the 4 and 20 elders who are involved in the decision-making uh, Tabamantia, all of these different spiritual personalities that are involved behind the scenes are looking at the so-called globalists today, and they're saying that's not the path you're going down, people. So they don't want religion. I am, I am convinced, Diane, that there are uh, forces today who don't want religion. And if this book came along and brought more people to the truth and the reality of Jesus' mission, then it's going to destroy their ability, uh, I think, to achieve their own short-term goals. So that's why I asked about the World Faith uh, Parliament. Parliament, What is your view of the reception? I know the people are receiving it, but are the right people receiving it? In other words, you know, in Jesus' day... I believe yes.
1: I believe yes, Jim. And first of all, I want to say one thing. nobody's
0: talking about it? That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay,
1: what I want to say is first of all, there are many, several Bible readers who have the Rancher Book and know about the Rancher Book and use that extraordinary supplementary information in their preaching, which impresses a lot of their followers because it's like, wow, does he ever know a lot and ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. They are not ready to come up front and say, I'm a Urantia book reader as well. Well, they need okay? to get
0: ready. Well, what are they waiting for? Oh, I get it. It's the cancel culture, which goes right back to what I was saying, is that the world as it is today wants to distance. There are people who hate Christians. There are people who hate Christianity. It's hard to believe in my mind.
1: It's a war. It's It's a spiritual war. Like I said at the beginning, it's a spiritual war to exactly eliminate Christianity. And uh, I won't go into depth today about that but what you're saying is true and it's much deeper than people like to think but at the same time i like to reassure myself and people god wins so and jesus wins because like jesus said the son and the father are one okay so they win And it also depends, Jim, on the way to present the Urantia book. First and foremost, I would say whoever does that has to live the teachings of Jesus, to live, to be a living example. You don't push the Urantia book on people, you can actually have a negative reaction and people will put it on their shelf and for years won't even touch it. And so you approach the Urantia book, you must read it with your heart and mind, not just with your intellect. You need first and foremost to connect at the soul level, in your heart and soul, as the expression says. And when you are open to receive and at any time God gave each human being free will. At any time, if someone is not pleased, they can say, okay, I'm closing it without having to swear and throw it by the wall. Just say, no, okay, I've had enough, I just close it. But it's in the way to present the revelation. This is too important too high quality. It's like if I give you a Rolls Royce, are you going to mishandle it and treat it like it's a a, a fiasco? No, it's a Rolls Royce. You have to handle it. It's quality. The Urantia book is like that. And so if you present it correctly to people, and if first and foremost, you are in love With God, with Jesus, with the revelation, just like people are in love. Why do Christians uh, do so well with the Bible? Because when I listen to them and I follow them, there's one in particular that crosses my mind. She is so in love with Jesus that she's an extraordinary preacher, and God bless her soul. What she says is phenomenal, but she's a Bible reader. She's a lover and all that. Can you imagine if she discovered the Erantia book? The the Plus, that it does. It's not a minus. It's like you you climb a new level and you go like all oh, that I knew plus the new knowledge. It will happen. It's not a question of if. It's only a question of when. So. And I personally believe that the hour is coming for the Urantia Revelation to make a a, a, a new. Birth in the minds of many, many, many Bible readers around the world and other people as well, and for people to embrace yeah. it and see that it is a divine revelation.
0: Let's uh, also, I've got a, just a few more minutes. Talk to me about the different groups. There, you've got the foundation, the association, the fellowship. You have different groups, yes. Uh, yes. are we duplicitous in our efforts? Are we all pushing the boulder? How do you view what is the role of each of these groups in your mind? Because I know that you're in, you have been involved in all of them. Uh, and yes. I think a to lot me, of people the are involved. Foundation.
1: The I'm talking about the main goal, the main vision of each one. And this, again, I see the trinity. I've already mentioned square circles. People gain a lot by going to visit square circles because there's so much information. And then you have the three major organizations. First and foremost, like a trinity at the top, is the Urantia Foundation. Why? Because the Urantia Foundation oversees the translation of the Urantia book, worldwide. It's already in many languages. I think now there are 20. And all this to say that very soon, the translations that are, it's even uh, done in Hebrew, it's done in, I won't name all the languages, but it's going to be enough to help 90% of the world's population to be able to access the Rancher Book and all this. Now the second one, and they have other um, uh, functions, but I'm talking about the main one. And then you have UAI, the Urantia Association International. And what I like about UAI is that they focus very, very much on Studying, they have the study groups uh, worldwide. You go online, and if you're traveling, if you happen to go to Europe tomorrow for a week or two, and you want to continue to go to a study group and meet people and readers and, and make new friends and discover new uh, faces, you know, and all this, you go online, and there's a worldwide. Uh, um, uh, how do we say? Database. The cat, not, or, uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you look, I'm in uh, France. OK, I want to see. And you see all the listing of the study groups and you call them and you say, uh, would I be welcome to join your group for this week and next week because I'm visiting from uh, from America? Yeah, come over and vice versa. And so they do that. And they also offer Uh, They have great, great, great knowledgeable readers who uh, are giving courses. Now, with Zoom, it's wonderful. You save a lot of money. You don't need to travel. You don't need to pay for this and that. You sit at home, and you connect with readers from around the world with teachers that are experts in in the knowledge and the understanding of the Revelation. And then the third one is the Urantia Book Fellowship. And like the word says, fellowship so the fellowship is very much engaged into international events like the parliament of world religions in 93 like uh, doing and they even did the one in africa and all that we just finished a few weeks ago two or three weeks ago uh this uh, beautiful conference uh international conference in chicago where uh, we had the uh, oh by the way Yes. yes. Let me say this: They had the conference. the The theme was on Melchizedek. Yes. At one of the trips that I organized for Yerachya Book readers to the Holy Land, um, uh, Jewish people, more and more people are interested in Melchizedek. Okay. And I remembered when I had my group with me, and I had beautiful bags made by Rick Lyon and Susan of Melchizedek with the menorah and the Urancha book and the three concentric circles. And I, uh, the, the guide that I had hired, who is a, a, a summum in uh, um, a guide in Israel, he looked at us and said, Melchizedek, Melchizedek. What do you know about Melchizedek that we don't know? And then I looked in the Bible, and in the Old Testament, the name Melchizedek is mentioned two times, twice.
0: That's it, huh? Just two times? That's it.
1: Two times. In the New Testament, and that comes from King James uh, Version, uh, it's not me making it up, scientific research. And in the New Testament, it's mentioned nine times for a total of... 11 times. Now, in the Urantia book, there's even papers, <laughs> papers about Melchizedek, yeah. to the point that Melchizedek, the name Melchizedek, is mentioned 323 times.
0: Now does that include it's more the papers? than 30 times. And in addition to that, and you probably will say it, but there are also papers that are written by Melchizedek's. That's amazing. Yes. You're getting the, the, they are the highest college professors in the universe. I, I think of them. They are teachers. They are the highest, almost the yes. highest level of teacher that you could find in the universe. And they're writing papers right. for us to read. That that should blow any. If you're a Mormon, I don't know if you happen to know, but in the Book of Mormon, Melchizedek is also a very central figure. And so, yes. imagine yeah, just knowing. as an
1: example yeah. in the Bible, they said, you know, in Hebrew seven seventeen, it says, you know, they um, just see it very quickly, and it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek there ariseth another priest who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment but after the power of an endless life, for he testifieth Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we heard that very often in many, many places, many countries. Yeah. And so in the Urantia book, in paper 93, uh, dedicated to Melchizedek, Melchizedek, it says, Melchizedek taught... That at some future time, another son of God, we know who he's talking about, Jesus, would come in the flesh as he had come, like he, Melchizedek, had come, but that he would be born of a woman. And that is why numerous later teachers held that Jesus was a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So it's beautiful. You see the parallel and the harmony. One respects the other. It's not not one belittles the other. Right. It's one uplifts the other, and it's just like your two hands when you cross them and the fingers match one inside the other and the other and the other, and so it is like that. It's a beautiful dance between the Bible and the Urech book. So it's uh it's like that, you know. It's it. One thing for sure, they can only uh, they can only know better just the name. Uh, universe. We know that we we uh, the universe is way beyond just planet Earth. Okay, named Urantia. In the in the Urania book, two thousand three hundred and thirty times in the Bible, zero.
0: Really, so, that's amazing. Yes. That's a great it's great amazing. illustration. Yeah, uh, and again, it's not belittling the Bible at all. It's just no. it's illustrating the the expansion of of. The, the basic premises that we get from growth, judeo-christian teachings and
1: the growth that we have done Jim because that was two thousand years ago we, we we owe such gratitude to our forefathers to have to the apostles to to all the Moses to Abraham to everyone to have to have done such incredible work that the Bible has been feeding to a third of the planet for the past 2,000 years. Now humanity is ready for a new phase of growth, and the Urantia book comes in and complements the Bible, and it's just a continuity. And so it's not a competition, and it's not to choose one against the other. How about both? And give it a try, and read it. And most, I'm pretty sure that if people read it with their heart and soul and mind as well,
0: being inhabited
1: of a thought adjuster, they will embrace it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people now, because of things like Yelp, you know, they'll go on and somebody will say, hey, you know, like they'll want to go read a review of a movie or they're buying a refrigerator and they want to look at, you know, user reviews or whatever they do. The Urantia book, one of the worst things you could do is go and look what Google has to say about it because it's gonna it's gonna send you in a lot of different directions, but it's not gonna tell you anything. Wikipedia does a pretty good job, I think, but it can be changed easily. So but the best thing to do is just download it, the big blue book, I think it is on Apple, on iTunes. Uh, you can certainly download the book, the audio. There's so many different mediums that are available, and and people who are listening to this podcast probably are aware of that. But just as a reminder, well, Diane, I think this might be a good place for us to uh, to uh, conclude. I? I, yeah, go ahead, please.
1: Would you allow me to give an explanation, um, a suggestion? Because I said earlier, people who want to read the ceremony, uh, they can buy it on Amazon. But if they want to go online for free, they can actually go to Urania dot bookorg and on the fellowship website called urantia-book.org they just have to look up at urantia-book and then paramony and they will see the two links of all the Bible papers and then of the urantia book and compare the two and I'd like to finish by saying when the urantia book came out in 1955 the Vatican received a copy. The Vatican receives a copy of all the books that are published. And I was told that priests who wanted to read, they had to go read it. I won't say where, but um, anyway, because well, why not? it not— Why don't not, you say
0: where? <laughs> We're not going to storm the Vatican they, they or anything. Would go,
1: <laughs> Let's say they would need to go to the bathroom for are you necessity. Except that they would come out a long time after, because <clears throat> it was so. done very discreetly. <laughs> But the, Ura- the Vatican had the Urantia book, and I even have a book that I, I gave a, a, an interview that I showed visually where uh, the, the, the was... uh, church admitted that Jesus was born at another time, that Christmas time. But again, that's part of clarifying, just yeah. like science is discovering that we used to believe and now they say no, 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 now we got the proof we saw it and we can clarify and it's not to again attack the past we are growing beings and our knowledge is growing and so the Rancher book was known at the Vatican since 1955 and uh, it's not a coincidence that we're doing this interview and I pray God that Bible readers will uh, go and look it up and read it and just become in love with Jesus like uh, all of us are.
0: Yeah, just there's nothing short of fantastic getting that experience of reading yes. His life in full for the first time, and then you really yes. begin to understand what the misconceptions are today about this man. And there are a lot yes. of misconceptions to be sure. Yes, Diane, I thank you so much uh, uh, for for being on. I'll have you again, and I uh, I. I, I I'm short of words, but I know you aren't. So, uh, again, thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you, <Jim. laughs> You
0: have a good sense of humor, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, yes. Diane LeBrec, joining us on the Urantia Radio Podcast.